فاشرف بي لاشتغالي بالعلم ولا تبغي به ما عشت يدا بدلا ويا له من شرف عظيم And these examples, as I brought it not only from Muhammad Abdul Wahab, I brought it from Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, and I also brought it from who? Al-Imam Ahmed rahimahullah. All of this shows us that these fatwas that these scholars were given, the application of it is like this. This is the application of it, and how they were in regards to it. That any individual who may come with an action or a statement, which is kufr, and this, this statement and this action is all agreed by all of the ulama that it's kufr. But we won't place that kufr on him as an individual. Why? Because of a condition from the conditions are missing. And the reason why these three are chosen and not many more is because these are the well-known scholars amongst the Muslims. People know them. And their position in regards to them is very high and these three they, their eras and their time are different so they're very well mashallah good time between the th three of them so if a person wants to see the time of the salaf he's got ahmed if he wants to see after ahmed he can see shaykh al-islam if he wants to see our time and what we were living in recently then you can look at shaykh al-islam muhammad ibn abdul Hab, rahimahullah ta'ala Now we're going to go into Al-Madhath, the chapter where we're going to be speaking about Bayanu clarifying Who is the one who has rights? Who has rights to look into this matter? And who has the rights to place takfir on people? In the previous units or in the previous uh, classes we explained that takfir is what? Takfir is from the ahkam al-shari'ah. It's from the ahkam of the sharia. And that it's tawqifi. Takfir is what? And al-kufr is what? Min al-ahkam al-shari'ah. Kufr is from the ahkam which is shari'i. It's from the ahkam which is... It's a shari'i term. It's a shari'i ruling. Sah? Good. And we said that it is tawqifi. Just because you see somebody doing something big, Allah, he's killing the whole entire country. This man is massacring everybody. Subhanallah, he threw a nuclear bomb at that country. Subhanallah, at least four million people have died. This man cannot be a Muslim. However much you see it to be big what he did, that doesn't make it takfir. Are you there? If this man goes out and he rapes, and then he's homosexual, and then he does this, and he does that, and it is, however much what he did to you is azim, is great, that doesn't make it takfir. The people mix those two. Takfir is a what? It is tawqifiyul marji'uhu lissab'ila majala fihi linnadari wal'aql. Qa'idah, you have to know that it is tawqifi. Tawqifi here means you stop, you withhold, you need a textual evidence for this. Ah. Uh, and it refers, takfir comes back to the textual evidences. You take it from the kitab and the sunnah. And there is no place for it to say, oh, I use my brain, logic. No. And takfir is whose rights? Whose rights is it to do it? It's Allah's rights and it's the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam's rights. And it is not permissible to throw kufr at a speech 
You can't say this speech is kufr. Or you can't say this action is kufr. You can't. Um, you can't. You have to say Allah made takfir on this action. The Messenger said, You can't even come and say these ulama made takfir of this action. Sheikh Blubaz said this action is kufr. لا. Where's the delil? This takfir is not Sheikh Albani's takfir. ولا Sheikh Ibn Uthaymin. And, 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 and no one other than them three. Rahimahumullah jami'an. Are we, are we all together? Takfir is who? It is huwa haqqul lillahi wa li rasuli. So somebody might come up to you and say to you, Muhammad Abdullah made takfir on this issue. Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab. Takfir is not his right. He has to take it from the kitab. He has to take it from the sunnah. And same with the ulama. Whether it be Muhammad ibn Ibrahim al-Shaykh. Whether it be Ahmed Shakir. Whether it be Muhammad Shakir. Whether it be Ibn Baz. Whether it be Muhammad al-Amin al-Shanqitiyu. They have not got the rights to make takfir on someone, uh, on an action. Or a speech. They can't say this speech. They would have to bring their proof forward. Then we will discuss the proof. Since that is the thing that can establish takfir or not. Are we all together? <coughs> so pay attention. You can't say this speech or this action is kufr, right? Are you there? Are we all together, brothers? You can't. You can't say this speech or this action is kufr. You can't. What do you need for it? Qala Allah, qala al-Rasul, and ijma'a of the Ummah, right? Sah? Very good. Once you've proven that this speech and this action is kufr, does it automatically mean the person who does it is a kafir? Even if we all agree that, okay, it's kufr. You've already come with the first part, which is kufr al-mutlaq. Kufr al-mutlaq is when you make takfir of the speech and the action. Are you with me? To now then say that this particular individual who has now come with this speech or action, which you and I just both agree that it's kufr akbar, it doesn't mean I'm automatically going to accept that Zayd who did this action, which you and I both agree is kufr akbar, that I'm going to accept that he's a kafir. Are you with me? Because then I need the conditions to be there. Are you there, brothers? So here what we are asking is, who has the rights to say, after being established that this is Kufr Akbar, okay, who has the rights to take it from there and place it on Zaydu min al-Nas? Who can say you, the conditions are there, the criteria have been met, you are no longer a believer. Who is the one who can do that? Before I move on to this point, there is something I need you to guys to understand. If, pay attention, we're all together. An action that goes against the Quran and the Sunnah, or a speech that goes against the Quran and the Sunnah, is the asal that it's kufr or is the asal that it's just a sin? The speech. It goes against the Qur'an and the Sunnah. Or this action goes against the Qur'an and the Sunnah. Is the default position that it's kufr or is that it's a sin? Huh? What is it? It's a sin. Are you there? It's a sin. It can be kabir. It can be sagair. It's a sin. Anyone, 
So if we agree that this, is a, this thing is in opposition to the Qur'an and the Sunnah, we've only yet placed it so far in what? Into the realm of sin. It's right in the sin section for us. If you now want to move it from there and you want to put it into kufr, you need evidences. The evidence here has to be Al-Quran was Sunnah and then has to be ijma' on it. Because if an issue is disputed whether it's kufr or not, we'll take it back to its default position. We'll move back where it is. Because forgiveness in mistake is better than what? Al-khata'u fil afwi khayru min al-khata'i fil uquba. To do a mistake in forgiving is better than doing a mistake in punishing. So sorry, is it disputed? Are the ulama indifference of this issue? There's a khilaf regarding it. Take it back. Take it what? Take it back. We'll take, bring it back to the default position. Are we all together? Very good. So that is now clear with us. <coughs> so now inshallah ta'ala, we're going to speak about Mallahu Hakul Nadari wa Hukmi fi Takfir. And Imam Shafi'i Rahimahullah he said. He said that Imam Shafi'i Rahimahullah. Before we go, the person who what did we just say kufr is? What did we just say at the beginning when we were speaking? We said kufr is what? Is a hukum? It's a hukam shara'i, right? It's a hukum shara'i, right? Sah? Who are the ones who speak about hukum shara'i? The fuqaha and the mujtahidun of this ummah. They are the ones who do it. The mufti and a mujtahid. A person who's reached level of ijtihad is the one who can look at those nusus. Sah? Shafi'i said, rahimahullah ta'ala, وَلَمْ يَجْعَلِ اللَّهُ Allah has not made لِأَحَدٍ بَعْدَ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمَ أَنْ يَقُولَ إِلَّا مِنْ جِهَةِ عِلْمٍ مَضَى قَبْلَهُ That Allah has not made anyone after the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم except if he wants to say something that he has to say with knowledge that has preceded him before. Knowledge that has been stated before is what he uses. After the Prophet, anybody who says something would have to say it based on a knowledge he has gathered from a previous statement. Which is the Kitab and Sunnah. Shafi'i says, وَجِهَةُ الْعِلْمِ بَعْدُ الْكِتَابِ وَالسُنَّةِ وَالْإِجْمَاعِ وَالْأَثَابِ وَمَا وَصَفْتُ مِنَ الْقِيَاسِ عَلَيْهَا These are the places he's going to take it from. Al-Kitabu, Wal-Sunnatu, Wal-Ijma'u, Wal-Athar. The textual evidence from the Sahabas and Tabi'in. وَمَا وَصَفْتُ مِنَ الْقِيَاسِ عَلَيْهَا And also the analogy that's taken from those. وَلَا يَقِيسُ No one can do qiyas. إِلَّا مَنْ جَمَعَ الْآلَةَ الَّتِي لَهُ الْقِيَاسُ بِهَا Except the one who has the instrumental knowledge. He has all the instruments. Shafi'i is going to mention what are they? وَهِيَ الْعِلْمُ بِأَحْكَامِ كِتَابِ اللَّهِ It is that the person knows the rulings of the kitab. Such as فَرَضِّهِ What is obligatory. وَأَدَبِهِ It's manners. وَنَاسِقِهِ وَمَنْسُوخِهِ وَعَامِهِ وَخَاصِهِ وَإِرْشَادِهِ Has to know that. Has to have understanding of that. This ayah is general. This ayah is specific. This ayah is abrogated. This ayah is the abrogator. This ayah is unrestricted. This ayah is restricted. Ah, he needs to know that. Very good. 
ابن القيم says in his kitab إعلام الموقعين he says ولما كان تبليغ عن الله سبحانه when it became clear that conveying on behalf of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you're conveying the religion and you're teaching the people سبحانه يعتمد على العلم بما يبلغ it necessitated knowledge of what you're conveying if you're conveying on behalf of Allah something it then entails that you need to know what you're conveying right والصدق فيه and you have to be truthful regarding it لم تصح مرتبة التبليغ بالرواية والفتية إلا لمن اتصف بالعلم والصدق Ibn al-Qayyim says the level of tabligh some people are using these shubuhat I'm just a mubalig I just do tabligh balligh anni look what he says Ibn al-Qayyim <coughs> he says lam tasiha it is not correct martabatu tabligh the station of conveying birriwayati with narration wal futya verdict illa except liman ittasafa bil ilmi wal sidq except the person who has the description of knowledge and he's truthful. He has to be an alim in what he's conveying. Sadiqan fi, he has to be truthful regarding it. And with that should be with him. He has to have with him a good biography, a good history, good seerah. He's a just person in speech and his actions. ومتشابه السر والعلانية في مدخله ومخرجه وأحواله. His outer affairs and his inner affairs should be both the same. He shouldn't be a person who, when he's in public, he's a nice, good person. Behind closed doors, his shaytan married. You see. وإن كان منصب التوقيع عن الملوك بالمحل الذي لا ينكر فضله ولا يجهل قدره. He said, if a person wants to. He wants to sign on behalf of a leader. He has to be of what? High caliber. He has to be of high position. Leader. Then what would the matter be if a person is con- he's speaking and he's signing on behalf of Allah? He's saying, yes, this is what Allah said. Yes, I'm signing it. That's why he called his kitab, I'lam al-muwaqi'in. That this is what the I'lam, the scholars have actually signed on. This is what they said on behalf of Allah. And then the Mufti, as the scholars they say, he is a what? He's between Barzakh and al Jannati wal Nar. It's between the Jannah and Nar. If he gets it wrong, just the Qadi. They're dangerous what they're saying, sah? Because what they're saying is this is what Allah intended. Ah, oh, serious. What about if he didn't intend that? Are you not then lying on behalf of Allah? So the person who speaks, when you come and you say, no, 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 our religion doesn't believe this, whoa, you're speaking for the deen now. When you're in Hyde Park and you're arguing and you're pushing your beliefs forward, you are, what? Some may accuse others of saying, you answer people's questions and you always answer people's questions. Debates in Hyde Park are the biggest question answering there ever is. A person's asking this question on the spot, you don't even prepare it. And that minute you have to give an answer. And if you don't, you've destroyed Islam. And if you do, you've destroyed Islam because you have no knowledge. You see how dangerous it is. It's very dangerous. And then, the statement of tabligh, I'm just a muballigh. Balligh anni walaw ayah. There you go. There is the kalam of Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullahu rahmatan wa 
So what that means is that if you're saying this person is a kafir, you're saying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this person, Allah is not going to have mercy on them. Allah wants them to, Allah has chosen for them the hellfire. You're, 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 you're what? You're standing on behalf of Allah. And this is what? It needs conditions. It's ilm. A person who can't read Fatiha, Ya Akhli Fatiha, can't read it. He can't even write his name in Arabic. Okay? He doesn't know anything about the deen. You, you see him say kafir, kufr, kafir. This person is not a kafir. He's, a, he's not a Muslim. He's a what? He's a kafir. So the scholars, they conditioned in matters of ahkam, which are fiqh related, halal, haram. They conditioned that the person has to have level of knowledge, right? Are you with me, brothers? Are we all together? If the fuqa ulama have conditioned that you have to be a mujtahid, you have, you have to be a mujtahid and a faqih and a mufti, in what? Huh? Into saying that this thing is halal, this thing is haram. Sah? Did they not say that? And we know halal and haram are from the what? They are from the furu'u deen. They are from the sub-branches of the religion. Then what would the conditions be if a person is looking into masail which are usul deen? Kufr and takfir are masail usul deen. Fundamentals of the religion. Mas'alat al-kufr wal-iman. Masail usul deen. Al-tafsiq wal-tabdi' are usul deen. So it becomes greater emphasized on that these conditions are present in the person. <coughs> so these conditions are more befitting to be present in who? They should be present in the person who is who is speaking about takfir and tabidi and tafsiq. It has to be more present in them. Have to have that knowledge for the following reasons. Number one, the one who is looking into the issues of kufr and iman and is researching about the issue of asul iman and is looking about whether this asul iman is present or not or is it gone. And the one who is looking into halal and haram is looking into a what? Is looking into shu'ab iman. Are you there? Halal and haram is the shu'ab al-iman, it's the branches of iman. Meaning you're affirming for the person iman. But the person who's looking into, if this person is a Muslim or not, is looking into aslul iman. He's looking into the person's iman, his asal is there. Are you there, brothers? So he's more befitting the first one, which is looking at. We remember we divided the iman into three, right? Aslul iman, kamalul wajib, and kamalul mustahab, right? Are we all together? Kamalul wajib and kamalul mustahab are shu'ab iman Asulul Iman is the foundation. The one who's making takfir on people or bringing them into Islam or taking them out of Islam. What is he talking about? He's talking about what? Asulul Iman. What is he talking about? He's talking about Asulul Iman. He needs these conditions to be more present in him. Okay? Does that make sense? Then the one who's talking about Shu'abul Iman, the sub branches of Al Iman. Number two. Rulings that are passed in Mas'alat al-Takfir, in matters of Takfir, what comes out from it is many ahkam, many rulings come out from it in this dunya. For example, once we believe this person is apostated now and he has left the religion in totality, then if there's an Islamic government, he'll be killed for apostasy. And if he's a leader, 
is no longer a leader anymore. Sukutu wilayati, his leadership is fully gone. And not only that, tahrimu munakahatihi, he's no longer allowed, if he's already married to a Muslim woman, then automatically they are separated. Okay? If not, then he can never think of marrying a Muslim woman. Not only that, al-man'u min mawarathatihi, his inheritance is prevented and it's stopped. Salah won't be prayed on him when he dies. Dua will not be done for him. And we will believe regarding him that he's in the hellfire forever. Okay? No dua will benefit him. No intercession will benefit him. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to forgive him. These are the rulings and the ahkam and the dealings that come, that come from the person. So if a person does a mistake by placing takfir on a person, he has now not only done a mistake, that's one. You've done mistake in making them lose all of those rights that they were theirs. Whereas the opposite is, if the person does a mistake in hukum uh, halal and haram, are you there? It may restrict to that particular issue. وَلِذَلِكَ شَيْخُ الْإِسْلَامِ بِنُ تَيْمِهِ said, وَأَمَّا تَكْفِيرُ شَخْصٍ As for placing takfir on a person, عُلِمَ إِيمَانُهُ That his iman is known بِمُجَرَّدِ الْغَلَاطِ فِي ذَلِكَ فَعَظِمٌ A person whose iman is known, doing a mistake by labeling them as a kafir is a great issue. As was narrated in the Sahih and Thabit ibn al-Dahak عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم that the Prophet said, لَعَنُوا الْمُؤْمِنِ كَقَتْلِهِ وَمَنْ رَمَى مُؤْمِنًا بِكُفْرٍ فَهُوَ كَقَتْلِهِ Cursing a believer is like killing him. And anybody who throws at his brother, his believing brother, or believing sister, he throws kufr at them, فَهُوَ كَقَتْلِهِ It's like you've killed them. وَتَبَتَ فِي الصَّحِيحِ And it is also authentically transmitted. أَنَّ مَنْ قَالَ لِأَخِيهِ Anyone who says to his brother, يَا كَافِرْ أَوْ يُوْ كَافِرْ then it comes back to biha It comes to one of you two. Oh, that kufr is going to come back to one of you two. ولذلك the the sharih ibn Abd Salam he says in the sharh of Aqid Tahawiya, فإن من أعظم البغي one of the greatest form of oppression, big greatest form of oppression is أن يشهد على معين that you testify against a particular individual, a particular person. And Allah لا يغفر له. Then Allah is not going to forgive them. ولا يرحمه. And Allah is not going to show them mercy. بل يخلده في النار. That Allah is going to keep this person in hellfire forever. فإن هذا حكم الكافر بعد الموت. Because that is the ruling of a disbeliever after he dies. You see, so the dangers that come from takfir and the ahkam that come from it are greater than issues that would come from halal and haram. Are you with me? Number three, the reason why. The conditions of ifta and mujtahid has to be more present in the person who's talking about these issues of takfir is the third is um, that the masala to takfir, the issue of takfir is from the masail al azima alati ashkalat ala al kathiri min al nas. It's from the issues that have really become ambiguous and hard and vague for many of the people. Uh. Are you there, brothers? It's from the ambiguous things. You find an alim come and say, this person is a kafir. Another scholar says, no, he's not a kafir. You see ulama who have reached darajul ijtihad, not easily agreeing on this issue. 
So since that's the case, a person to be speaking about this issue, he would have to reach that level of those ulama in order to understand because the dalil here are not clear cut. And they're not straightforward. They require research and they require a high caliber of knowledge because of the ta'arud al-adillah, the evidences having opposition towards one another. They themselves are differing on whether this speech is kufr or whether this action is kufr. The ulama are differing on it. So you would need to get to the bottom of whether this action is kufr in the first place before you even make takfir of a particular person. First establish, is this action a kufr akbar? Or is this speech kufr akbar? That speech or that action, when you research more, you will find ulama of Ahl sunnah saying, some of them saying no, and some of them saying yes. So, this makes it what? This makes it necessary. Like Shaykh Rasami ibn Taymiyyah, he says, he says, وَكَذَلِكَ تَنَازَعَ الْمُتَأَخِرُونَ مِنَ أَصْحَابِنَا فِي تَخْلِيدِ الْمُكَفِّرِ مِنْ هَؤُلَاءِ فَأَطْلَقَ أَكْثَرُهُمْ عَلَيْهِ التَّخْلِيدَ كما نقل ذلك على طائفة من متقدمي علماء الحديث كأبي حاتم وأبي زرعة وغيرهم وامتنع بعضهم من القول بالتخليد وسبب هذا التنازع تعرض الأدلة فإنهم يرون أدلة توجب إلى حاق أحكام الكفر بهم ثم إنهم يرون من العيان الذين من العيان الذين قالوا تلك المقالات من قام به من الإيمان ما يمتنع معه أن يكون كافرا فيتعرض عندهم الدليلان وحقيقة الأمر أنهم أصابهم في ألفاظ أصابهم في ألفاظ ألفاظ العموم في كلام أئمة ما أصاب الأولين في ألفاظ العموم في نصوص الشارع كلما رأوهم قالوا من قال هذا فهو كافر اعتقد المستمع أن هذا اللفظ شامل لكل من قال ولم يتدبر أن التكفير له شروط وموانع قد تنتفي في حق المعين وأن التكفير المطلق لا يستلزم تكفير المعين إلا إذا وجدت الشروط وانتفت الموانع he says this in his 12th volume, page 487 to 488. In summary, what Shaykh is talking about is some scholars who are differing on a particular issue, whether it's kufr or not. Some are saying, no, let's take it to kufr. Others are, are saying it, no. And look what he says. Some of those who are disputing are Abi Hatim, Abi Zura, and other than them. And he said, why are they differing? He said, The evidences are somehow apparently not coming together for each one. فَإِنَّهُمْ يَرَوْنَ أَدِلَّةً تُوْجِبُ الْإِحَاقِ أَحْكَامِ الْكُفْرِ بِنْ Some are seeing evidences are saying, take this thing and put it under kufr. And others are seeing the opposite. Others are seeing the opposite. So what becomes clear to us here, my beloved brothers and sisters, is the following. The importance of coming with these conditions which is knowing the Arabic language and knowing the Quran and knowing the Nasikh and the Mansukh knowing the Dalalatul Al-Fad Aam and Khas and Mutlaq and Muqayyad and Mujman and Mubayyan and also knowing when the textual evidences are uh, uh, seem to be going against each other Awjuhul Jam' Indat Ta'arudi when textual evidences are coming against each other how can you reconcile between them Again, this is something you would study in Qawaid al-Fiqiyya and Usul al-Fiqh and in Maqasid al-Shari'a. These things that you study also in the Arabic language. The person has to be a person who's, who has all of that with them. And if a person speaks about these issues without having any of that and has no understanding of that, then what he does is that he would take an ayah and he would place it in its wrong place. Like the one who said you can celebrate the Prophet's birthday because Allah said in the Quran, أَفَلَا يَنظُرُونَ إِلَى الْإِبْلِي كَيْفَ خُلِقَتْ do you not see the, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the camel? 
He said, this is my evidence that you can celebrate the Prophet's birthday. You're going to become the man who did that. And it does happen because what people do is they find an evidence like that uh, or find an ayah from the Quran and they just read it. And there's no relationship between the dalil and the madlul. The dalil that you're using and the thing that you're using it for. There's no relationship between the two of them. They are on two different spectrums. They are on two different uh, corners. But you're using them somehow. So remember the statement of Allah, وَلَا تَقْفُ مَا لَيْسَ لَكَ بِهِ عِلْمٌ Don't speak about that which you have no knowledge of. And the smart individual, the person who fears Allah, who fears the severity of this issue, will stay away from making takfir on the people easily. And he would know that this statement of his will have a very severe consequences, this dunya and also in the hereafter. And if a matter is unclear to you, and you don't know it, and you're unaware of, don't say it. It's not your job to speak about it. No one wants to know whether you believe this person is kafir or not. Leave this to the ulama and the people of knowledge. Anything I might have said in this whole research, inshallah ta'ala, that we were speaking about the issue of bawabid al-takfir, we were speaking about the principles of takfir, uh, any mistakes that I might have come with, uh, any shortcomings, is from me and shaitan and Allah and his messenger are both free from it. Um, inshallah ta'ala, uh, next lesson we're going to start the Kitab Nawaqid al-Islam. This was a muqaddimah, an introduction. So now when we do speak about this issue, this statement is kufr and this action is kufr and we tackle it, you now know the principles of how to deal with it. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik, ashadu an la ilaha illallah, astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayhi.